Hey guys, it's Roz, your host on Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. Come join me at 7pm every Sunday to empower people from all walks of life with life lessons, shared stories, tricks and tips for life. Come follow me at R3NRoth. Hey guys, welcome to Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. Tonight, I am with an amazing young man whose name is Michael Burnett. He is 28 years old. He's a graduate from Nova Career Center since 2015 with a DEP in auto mechanic. And now he is a second class junior man technician at the Chrysler Jeep Dodge dealership and also at Canadian Tire. So without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Michael Burnett to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, as you know, there's lots of questions to ask you, sir, because you are just soaring and doing amazing with your little self right now. So we just want to hear all about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So without further ado, please tell the audience who is Michael Burnett. All right. Well, my name is Michael. And as you mentioned, I'm 28 years old. Right. I am a automotive service technician, right. the technical mm -hmm. term they call. That's right. Uh, I'm a mechanic and uh, I love it, honestly. So I have two jobs right now. I work for myself. <laughs> I teach part-time when they call me at my former school. Oh, tell I, us all about that. Yeah, well, I went to Nova Career Center, as you mentioned. And right. once I became a journeyman mechanic, they gave me a call and asked me, you know, if I would be interested in teaching because they have night classes and wow. they could use some former students to help teach at night. And students like that when the people that have been there took the right. trade, are working, and who have experience in the field can come and show them really hands-on stuff and new things. So it was really mm -hmm. cool for me to be able to go back and share my experience with people who are where I was just a few years ago, you know? Yeah, because it goes to show as well that they can do it just how you did it, no matter what. They see someone who loves what they do and they come back to teach that somebody else can have the same experience. Exactly. You think some right. people think like uh, in the field is not fun or maybe uh, I won't like it there. But when somebody's able to come back and give you like feedback, like yo, in the field is actually a lot of fun and you're mm -hmm. going to like it, then you see right. like the light in their eyes light up, you know, the light up. Right. So then why did you choose a career path? Why? I honestly chose it. I wasn't when I first left high school, I was more going towards the health field, but mm -hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't really, I didn't have that burning passion for it. You know, I was just doing it just mm -hmm. because. And mm -hmm. after I bought my first car is when I realized that I really have a liking playing with it. So I, I started going on YouTube and seeing different things I could do with my car. Like I learned how to do an oil change, change right. a filter. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's when I realized this is really fun and I have a passion for this. And so okay. I went and signed up for school. So you, you wanted to do this, that became your passion. But before that, that was not your passion. But then how do you think your family felt when you decided that you wouldn't want to have, you know, sometimes 
as, as me and also as a parent, we have big dreams for our children to do mm -hmm. something else, right? And others, others like your own peers will look at you differently because you choose that dream. How did that make you feel, choosing that dream? When you think and you feel in your heart that other people feel you should do something different. It was hard to tell my family because, you know, our parents have such high expectations for us. Exactly. And mm -hmm. they, all my life, I was saying, oh, I was going to be a dentist. I was going to be in the health field. And uh -huh. that's what they expected. I went into, I was accepted into honors science in college. So that was really where I was heading. But it was just like going through the motions and there was, it, was, it wasn't fun for me. It wasn't something that I was waking up in the morning excited about. And to so do, right. when I really found mechanics and I really, that was something I was excited about. So when I told my family, they were a bit skeptical at first, the best for you, you know, and they don't that, really know, right. like, mm -hmm. will you be will you be successful will you be able to make a living as a mechanic right. will you be able to right. get a job there's all mm -hmm. these questions but once i was really able to explain and show that this field is in high demand and you can mm -hmm. make a great living then you know great. they right. they eased into it and now they love it but but okay so your family accepted it and they loved it as i said they fall into it and they appreciate and accept you for what you want to do and follow your dream and your your passion right but then yes. with your own friends at your same age, how did that make you feel? How did they feel when you choose that? Because all your friends wasn't going into that field either, right? Yeah, a lot of my friends went to university because I was in the honor classes in high school mm -hmm. as well. So all mm -hmm. my friends were mm -hmm. going to university and doing degrees and I was right. branching off to do a trade. So they kind of like raised an eyebrow, you know? Right, but, right. But they just let me do what I wanted to do because that's what I wanted to do, you know? They, they were wished me luck and they hope that I did well. And now that I am doing well, some of them are saying, wow, I wish I had done the same, you know, I wish <laughs> I had the guts to go and follow my passion, you know? Yeah, but then how did that make you feel when you, all your friends went to, to go have a degree and you just go to do a, a blue collar work? How did that make you feel? Were you feel differently being with them or were you able to feel the same and appreciate them for who they are in your life or it wasn't the same as before? Did you lose friends as well? No, I don't think I lost any friends because my friends were very supportive and right. they knew that if that's what I wanted to do, like I'm not like a guy that's just going to waste his time. So they knew like if Michael trusts this, then I trust Michael. Mm -hmm. So they trusted me with that decision, knowing like if he says he's going to do it and be successful with it, then I trust him. And that was my goal as well like i'm if i'm going to do it i'm going to follow through and do it to the best of my ability so yeah. that i can be successful so everybody supported me and everybody that was my friend managed to support me and help me through it and some even followed me into the trade and oh, did wow. it as well yeah okay and then how are you feeling right now that you are in that that season of your life where you are you know, a mechanic and you you're trying to pursue your own business as well and teaching others to become what you are how does that make you feel in a sense it makes me feel great i honestly love it and i couldn't be happier with where i am because mm -hmm. that's all i wanted to be just to be successful and to be in a position that i'm in and to be able to show others as well like yes the 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 mold that they give you when you're in high school is you have to go to college university and then get a right. job it's right. not the same mold for everybody and if you have a passion mm -hmm for that mm -hmm. blue collar trade type of work, 
then you should mm-hmm. follow it 100% because these are life skills that you will have for life. Forever, right, right. But what, what suppose someone wants to and they're not, not sure how to go about it? How can they and what do they need to do to go into that trade? I feel like they need to inform themselves first because you mm-hmm. need to do your research, understand right. if that field is in demand, are there mm-hmm. jobs, and also mm-hmm. speak to people. See if you can find people, friends of friends who are in that trade and ask mm-hmm. for their feedback mm-hmm. because they'll be able to tell you what it's like in the real world. Are there right. jobs? Is it well-paying? Can I make a living out of this? Can right. I do it on the side, start my own business? All that, mm-hmm. all those questions are for people who are in the field. And right. if they did that research, I'm sure nine out of 10 times, they would find that this it's a great field to be in. Any type of blue collar trades work is great. Wow, awesome. But, but that's awesome because that's where you are. But as I'm mm-hmm. saying to you, how would someone want to be a mechanic? What do they need to do? What, what do they have to finish high school? Do they have to have go to college or do they just have to come off the street and say, you know what? I didn't finish high school, but I just want to go in to be a mechanic. Does that work like that? Yeah. Or you have to get all the different certificates beforehand to prepare you to go to be a mechanic. No, all you need is a sec four. So grade 10 education mm-hmm. and you're able to sign up for school. Mm-hmm. And that's the only requirement needed. As long as you have a sec four, grade mm-hmm. 10, you're good to go. You sign up for the auto mechanic trade or plumbing or all of that. And right. it's 16 months to finish those trades. You probably have a stash at the end and then you're in business. That's, that's it. That's all. Wow. It's simple. And then you're set for life. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't, even if you don't pick it up as a career, it's still a life skill that will save you money for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. No matter what you do with it, it will be beneficial to you for the rest exactly. of your life. Exactly. So now, Mr. Michael Burnett, as you are a mechanic, and you know we had COVID for the past almost two years, mm-hmm. did it, was it affecting you in any way with your, with your new career? It affected me at first. The first shutdowns, the rules were unclear. And so mm-hmm. they mentioned that only essential businesses would need to stay open. So when the law came down, it came pretty fast. They weren't clear. So our garage, it closed down. So we closed for about three weeks until Mm. the government revised its plan and said, you know what? The garage is essential because if the doctor has a flat tire, he can't get to work. So the garages had to open back. And that's when I went back to work. But in that three weeks where I was off and all the garages were closed, Mm -hmm. that's when I actually started my at-home business. So people who had emergencies would call me, they would drop their car outside with the keys and I would take their cars, go in my garage at home, fix it up. And I was able to start my business that way, get a clientele. So like when I went back to work, I was already, I already had a new job, you know, I was working at home (laughs) and then people were referring the friends of their friends of their friends. And Mm -hmm. even up till now, it's, it's still taking off, you know, and I have a lot of customers. So the pandemic really blessed me in a way because when the garages opened back, they got busy, busy, busy. And, mm-hmm. and at home, I was busy, busy, busy. So <laughs> I was so, off for three weeks and then it skyrocketed. All right. So, it, it, for, so the pandemic was a blessing in disguise for you. Yeah. You didn't get a chance to rest and reflect and be bored. <laughs> Not only three weeks. <laughs> okay. Question, question. So seeing as you're a mechanic, which is, what is the most expensive car you have worked on? Um... I would say the Jeep Grand Cherokee 
Trackhawk. It's about $128,000. Wow. Those are the that at our dealership because I work for Jeep. The that's mm-hmm. probably the most expensive car we have there, and it's a. And have you mm-hmm. ever changed your uh, work in a car for any famous people or persons in Montreal or anywhere around the world? Have anyone come and say, "I know this person somewhere. Why not a person <laughs> somewhere?" <laughs> or no. you're not allowed to share. Or are you not allowed to share? <laughs> Actually, no. I don't. I don't think I ha- have. Or if I did that, because we. As the mechanics, you don't really see the customers face to face. They drop uh-huh. their cars off at the front. So we only get the vehicle. But I, I do work on like a, sometimes we get the the Beat 92.5s, their cars. Wow. Mm-hmm. So like we mm-hmm. have like companies that are famous companies that come by and they drop their cars. Like the police. We work on police cars. So no famous people, but famous companies, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So what's the best car you like to work on? What's, what, what's the car that brings you joy and secret? Oh, say yes, I will enjoy working on this car today. Any type of like SRT, they call them. So it's the sport department with the big ah. V8 engines. Any mm. SRTs, Hellcats, we know that's Michael. Trackhawks, those are my favorite to work on because when you're finished, you have to test drive the car to make sure that your repair was done correctly. So it's oh. very fun to get in those cars and get to test drive them, you know? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I to test drive them too. So it's fun. Just like you're feeling like you're flying in the sky right now. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Well, I would love to have a job like that. Just to drive the fancy cars and just to feel like I'm flying in the air. That would be like awesome. You know, push yeah, it a little lovely. bit. <laughs> it's lovely because the customers sometimes they come and they say, you know, when I'm on the highway at a hundred, the mm. steering wheel shakes. So mm-hmm. I have to go see what they're talking about. So I have to right. go my way and drive exactly. out of <laughs> <laughs> And then you realize, mm, something is right here. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's funny. Okay, so what, what was your why? And what motivated you to choose that career path? It was really that I wasn't happy in college in the program that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was finding out that I liked something else. So okay. I had both sides weighing on me that I don't really like going to school, sitting down in chemistry class and learning mm. about cells or whatever. And this is not it's like igniting anything in me. Whereas when I go home and I go on YouTube and start playing with my car is when it puts a smile on my face. Right. So That, that makes I, you feel happy. Give you passionate. Makes you, exactly. you are passionate about it. Exactly. Even just driving, driving my car, my first car, and taking it down the road, getting on the highway. I was passionate driving. Oh, I think I remember. What was your first car again? I had a uh, Mazda 4, Mazda 3, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that car. <laughs> yes, it brought me right. so much joy. And it was really joy that made me choose that career. And I realized wow. I had done the right thing when mm-hmm. I was in mechanic school. And every morning I would wake up happy to go to school because I was excited for what I was going to learn at school today. So that's when I knew that I chose the right career because I woke up with a smile on my face. Just listening to, to you speaking, who do you want to serve? And what, what gives you so much passion? I say, you know what, I want to just make a difference in my community. I, I want to make a difference because I hear a lot of horror stories of people who say they went to the mechanic and they, they took advantage of them and overcharged them mm-hmm. and they didn't fix it right. And they, mm-hmm. they're scared to go to mechanics because mechanics are crooked. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I really want to change that stigma 
because I like to be as honest as I can with my customers. I like to bring them in and show them so that they can see for themselves what's wrong with their car. Because sometimes your mechanic might tell you your car is leaking oil, but you, you never notice it's underneath you. You've never gone underneath there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you just have to take their word for it. So I like to mm-hmm. bring the customer in, show them, and then manage to get a better price because at the garages, it's very expensive. You know, it's $100 right. per hour. At the dealership, right. it's $130 per hour plus tax. Mm-hmm. So it's one fifty. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I tell my customers, okay, you know, I can do you $60 an hour instead of 100 then right. they're so happy because they're saving money. And I'm happy because I'm making money. So it's like, I love to see that smile on people's face. Oh, when realize, like, and, and you're making okay. me smile right now. And I'm not even fixing yeah. my car at this moment. <laughs> yeah. People are happy when they, they can see what's wrong with their car. Right. When right. you fix it and they see the difference. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. my car drives so much better now. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't even mm-hmm. hear that noise until you pointed it out. Right. Oh, thank you so much. You know, sometimes the garage tells them they need to change something. And I tell them, you know what? That's not necessary. That's just like a, an upsell. extra. Luxury. Right. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's not something mm-hmm. you need to do now, now. It's not going to damage your car, you know? And they're like, oh, thank you so much because uh, it was very expensive and I didn't have the money for it. So Aww. I love just being honest with people. And, right. you know, having that, having them text me and say, thank you so much, you know? So you're building a community with honesty and integrity so that when someone leaves, they will always come back. To appreciate for the work that you're doing for them. So thank Mm -hmm. you. I appreciate that too. I just waiting for you to come to do it, to do my car. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But you don't have no time, Mr. Michael. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) You have no time for me, but that's all right. Um, (laughs) And do you do you think a a young man like you need a mentor? I had a lot of mentors, honestly. And I'm and I'm so glad I had them because it's very easy to get caught up and start taking shortcuts in this trade and doing things the wrong way and that's when the customers come back because you didn't do it properly so my mentors really showed me the proper way to diagnose something you know sometimes it's not the first thing you see maybe Mm -hmm. it broke because something else caused it to break you know so look deeper go deeper try to find the root cause of the problem and not just the after problem you know so awesome. my mentors were really, really able to show me the right way to do things, how to properly take your time and diagnose mm-hmm. something and not just mm-hmm. start guessing and calling things and changing them for no reason, you know? Awesome. Well, that's great because you know what? The other question I was about to ask you is that what have you learned about yourself from teaching others and helping others? I learned that I actually do like teaching. Like that <laughs> is another path I could take later. Because right. I love, I, I did have a little bit of experience teaching at my old school. And right. I'm telling you, there's no better feeling than when you're explaining something to somebody and they go. And they got oh. it. And they, they have the ha-ha moment. Like, yes, I understand. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it just makes you feel so good because they're awesome. like, wow, yes, they, they learned something, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a great feeling learning mm-hmm. as well as teaching others. And I feel like it's our duty once we learn something to keep passing on that knowledge like knowledge shouldn't be something that you keep to yourself and be selfish with you share it with everyone so that everyone can have equal opportunity and do well succeed as well bravo michael bravo thank you so much (laughs) for coming into the community when your passion is that and not what the expectation was of others for you thank you so much for sharing that for us so what skill have you learned and the strength you have learned for the past year 
the past year I've been strengthening probably more diagnosis like uh, mm-hmm. the cars are getting more and more complicated right and now they're bringing in hybrid and electric cars so it's a mm-hmm. whole new the trade is changing okay. so I've been working on my electrical diagnosis and mm-hmm. working with electricity multimeters and learning how to properly diagnose these hybrid cars because it's completely different nowadays if your ac stops working your car won't start because the right. battery can't cool down so right right it's, it's a whole new thing so for now you could say you're a forever student being a mechanic always right? always forever <laughs> learning every year they send us to new trainings for the new right. vehicles new technologies mm-hmm. nowadays your car has uh, safes in them they got coolers to keep right. your drinks cold mm-hmm. so all those things might break and need somebody to fix them so we're forever learning Awesome. So what tip do you always have on hand to keep focus out and pushing forward in your role as being a mechanic? I'd say perseverance and, and, and reading because we have a, a system at work where it gives you all the service information, the description mm-hmm. and operation of how it works. Mm-hmm. And so the tip is when you don't understand something, right. take 10 minutes, sit down and read. Because oh, it will wow. tell you exactly how the system operates. Mm-hmm. And the more you understand how something operates, the mm-hmm. better you can understand what's wrong with it, why it's behaving this way, and how mm-hmm. you can fix it. Awesome. So my tip is reading and being patient. Reading and being patient. Okay, that's a tip for becoming a better mechanic. So then what do you, would be your self-care tips now? Because knowing that you won't, 12 hour shift all the time. How are you taking care of yourself mentally and emotionally? How are you, how are you taking care of yourself, Mr. Michael? I would say you have to sleep well because if you <laughs> don't sleep, your day is going to be very long. Right. And the other part is eating well. I'm very fortunate. My mom is here and she makes me at least two meals a day. What? So, yeah. Michael, you got to stop. You got to stop, Michael. You got to learn how to do this on your own. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can, but she loves me. I can't stop. <laughs> bravo mama bravo <laughs> bravo so eating you know well because, yeah it's a very physical trade so if you don't eat well mm-hmm. and do lift things properly that's another thing i teach to the younger ones you have to learn right. how to lift things properly don't right. bend your back too much right because you have 40 years in this trade and if you don't lift properly when you're 25 then you won't make it to your 40s oh very so, good tip, Mikey. So then what bring you joy, Michael? What bring you joy? And should I say happiness in your life after work, working those 12 hours? What brings you joy? I would say uh, accomplishing my goals and having cool cars makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So what, what's your dream car? Um, I would say a Nissan GTR. Because those are beautiful and extremely fast. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love Audis. Like, Audi is my thing. So, ah. so, having cool cars after work to go with, a motorcycle, having all those cool Have toys mercy, makes, me, makes me super happy. Like, please be careful. That I could fix them too, you know? So, even if they break, Which is awesome. Yes. Easy. Yeah. You don't have to go to nobody. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to go to nobody. Fix. Nothing to fix because you're very passionate about what you do. You love what you do. You, it brings you joy. 
Mm-hmm. And find your purpose. So you say yeah. that this is your purpose. It makes you happy, as you said, every day. Every, every day. day it makes you happy. Yeah. So as you know, the podcast is recharge, rebuild, and restore in that season. So which one would you say that you are in right now? I would say I'm in rebuild. Like uh, I, Why? I've accomplished a lot of goals that I had. So now I'm sitting back and making a new list of goals for myself so I can go back again and do it all over again. Cool, Mr. Michael. That you can do it. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And yes, we will. Yep. And you can do this for sure. I'm so proud of you, Mr. Michael. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, I am. And um, also, too, we do something very different. Either you can sing us a song, you can do a quote, or you can talk to the young people in your age group that's trying to figure out what they want to do with their life or the path or the purpose, and they're not sure. So I know you sing really well. I know you can, you can talk. So you can <laughs> hit, us with, hit us with a three or you can just do only one. It's your choice. <laughs> I, I, I could talk. I could talk. Give some okay, words ahead. of encouragement. Very well. Uh, I'd like to tell the young ones that you should always follow your dreams no matter what and do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And whatever you choose to do, give it your 100% and make sure that you take the steps necessary to succeed. Listen mm-hmm. to older people in the field that you're going into so that you can learn because everybody does things differently. And what right. I like to do is take bits and pieces from everyone. So I'll ask everybody the same question, even if I have to ask it 10 times to 10 different people. And awesome. when they show me 10 different ways to do it, I know awesome. which way is the best way or I can mm-hmm. take his way and add his way. So as you learn that and then mm-hmm. you just become more complete and they have experience, they have knowledge they can pass on to you. And just that by itself is experience. Experience is the best teacher and listening to those elders who can guide you in the right way will take you far. And then when it's your turn to pass on the knowledge, you pass it on because knowledge is something that should always be shared. So work hard, give it your all. You will always succeed no matter what. Mr. Michael Burnett in the house, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. So, Michael, where can we find you and how can we find you? Uh, I'm always at church or I'm on Instagram, Facebook. (laughs) Okay, just give us us how we can find your Instagram, your name and stuff like that. My Instagram is Lil Mikey (laughs) B L I L M I K Y B. And Mm -hmm. I post a little mechanic video sometimes, you know, what I'm doing at work or what I'm playing with. And uh, same thing on the Facebook, Michael Burnett. uh, So I'm, I'm here. Awesome. Michael, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I pray and hope that God bless you, that you continue to soar and do well and give back to your community and help every single one that the joy you have, you pass it on and you keep on smiling and keep on sharing. I will. Thank you. Thank you so much and have a good night. You too. Success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you are doing or learning to do.